0: Section 11 of The Rural Magazine and Literary Evening Fireside, Volume 1, Number 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Rural Magazine and Literary Evening Fireside, Volume 1, Number 2, by Various. Mr. Nicholson's Prize Essay Continued, Part 1 On a Rotation of Crops and the Most Profitable Mode of Collecting, Preserving, and Applying Manures Communicated to the Albany County Agricultural Society In the spring of the third year, we propose to sow the ground with barley after two or three plowings, seed two and a half bushels to the acre at the same time also give the ground at least twelve pounds of red clover seed to the acre which may be carefully mixed with the barley and sown together harrow the ground before sowing and harrow in the seed after it has been prepared in the manner before directed then if the farmer is in possession of the roller let this be passed over the ground particularly if it be somewhat dry, for, in such case, barley, being covered with a husk, requires a close envelopment with earth, in order that the progress of its germination be not either partially or wholly retarded. Next spring, give the ground a top dressing of gypsum, of from one to two bushels to the acre, as circumstances may seem to require. Two clover crops are to be expected this season. The next, either one or two may be taken, according to the climate, but usually one only in more northerly regions, and in this case let the second growth be laid prostrate, by the roller passing over it in the same direction in which the plow is to follow, in order that the growth may be carefully turned under, which will form an excellent lay for winter wheat or for rye if the climate is not adapted to the growth of the former crop. In suitable climates, wheat will succeed on a good clover lay even on light sandy lands. It is believed, however, that the species of wheat which is considerably cultivated in Pennsylvania, called spelt, Tricticum spelta, may be successfully cultivated in any part of the northern states where wheat of the common sorts do not flourish. When the sward has thus been turned under, let the surface be leveled by running the harrow lightly over it, in the same direction in which the plow runs, and then cover the seed with the harrow, run in a similar direction. Let the seed wheat be prepared in the manner before described, and let it be free from any mixture of rye, or the seeds of cockle, or other weeds. Next spring, give the ground another top dressing of gypsum, in order that a growth of white clover may rise after harvest, as this will afford considerable fall feed, and a fresh sward to be turned under in the latter part of the fall, the effect of which will be explained when speaking of manures, etc. Thus, our rotation requires six seasons for its completion, and is composed of six or more different and successive crops. In exhibiting our plan, we intend it merely as an outline of what we deemed at least one of the best and most profitable systems of culture that can be pursued in good arable lands, where all obstructions to the most complete culture have been removed. Other courses may probably be devised, which may be as good, but we feel confident there can be none better. We consider this rotation as comprehending a sufficient variety of crops for every purpose of affording the land rest by changes. And although a course of rotation might be made to include a greater variety of crops, still the profits of them in the aggregate would probably be less than in the plan we propose. We insist much on the culture of root crops for the greatest possible profits. In some instances, the growths of roots and vines we propose, as well as of the grain crops, might be substituted for others, and sometimes, for the sake of further variety of growth, particularly of roots, it might be advisable. All of this, however, depend on the soil and on other circumstances. If the soil be rich and deep, perhaps the mangelwurzel should have a preference to the common turnip and the pumpkin in the first year's crop, and perhaps in such soil the cabbage culture should sometimes come in for a share. We should hardly advise that crops of carrots or of parsnips should ever enter the list of a general rotation of crops, as they require peculiar soils, an uncommon preparation. They are very valuable crops for particular purposes, but their uses for feeding and fatting cattle seem to be in a great measure superseded by the less expensive culture of the crops before mentioned. There are, however, some mellow fertile soils, of sandy texture, where these roots, particularly carrots, may be cultivated with great advantage. A very serious objection to the culture of parsnips is that in the soils most suitable for them, they extend so deeply that their extraction from the earth is a matter of no small difficulty. In recommending the alternate culture of the pumpkin with the corn crop, We have been influenced by two considerations. Firstly, from an account we have lately seen of a trial made of the culture of the large sort of pumpkin by itself, in which at the rate of 25 tons to the acre were raised. And, secondly, we are of opinion that in cultivating the crop in the way we propose, nearly as great a product may be obtained as if the ground were planted entirely with this crop. Growing in drills by itself, it will not impede the growth of the corn, nor do we conceive that this crop will be injured by the extension of the pumpkin vines over the ground, whereas if the two crops were planted together in the same hills or drills, as is commonly practised, the growth of the one must, in a great measure, serve to rob the other of its due share of nutriment. The large sort of pumpkin to which we have reference, has been raised of the weight of upwards of 150 pounds, but it is probably less nutritious, because less sweet, than pumpkins of the common sorts. Another large sort, which we have seen exhibited in this county, of more than 4 feet in length, is probably entitled to a preference for culture, as it appears to be as sweet as pumpkins of the smaller kinds in selecting seed for the pumpkin crop take such plants as bear the greatest weight of pumpkins and from the largest of these let the seed be preserved we have next to speak of the rotations proper for clayey lands or those which have more or less aluminum in their composition lands of this description are various as well in regard to their natural fertility as to their being more or less inclined to a superabundance of moisture. Some are naturally too wet for cultivating even grain crops with success, and should therefore be kept for mowing and grazing lands. Some again may be merely too wet for crops of winter grain, and in such case spring crops should be substituted, while at the same time the lands should be more applied to the business of the dairy and of the grazer. In the meantime, let the possessor of lands which are naturally too wet proceed to laying at least a part of them dry by hollow drains and then by making his barn dung principally into heaps of compost in which lime and sand shall be considerably used as additional ingredients in applying such compost manure to the drilled crops before mentioned and in the manner before directed he will find no difficulty whatever in pursuing the course of crops we have recommended, nor of raising them of luxuriant growth. Where clayey lands are naturally dry enough for winter crops, we advise to a similar course of crops, with the manure prepared and used in a similar manner. In all stiff soils, however, an important point in husbandry is to keep the ground while under a course of crops in a mellow crumbly state. And for this purpose, nothing is more conducive than a frequent deep plowings, and raising the ground into high narrow ridges, as well to lie in that state during winter, as for the culture of all the drilled crops in particular. The ridges are to be formed by four gathering furrows, and in cleaving the ridges down, new ones are formed with the middle or highest part of each, where the last furrows were of the former ridges. When, therefore, the manure is to be used for the drilled crop, it is to be laid in the furrows, between the ridges, and then covered over, with two gathering furrows run on each side, and thus the beds or ridges for the crop prepared. If, however, it should still be found that some clays, even with this management for the purpose of ameliorating them, should still be found unsuitable for Indian corn, and for the turnip and rutabaga crops, we can only advise that, for the former, the windsor bean, and for the two latter, the mangle-wurzel and the cabbage crop, be made substitutes. The Windsor bean is considerably cultivated in the clay lands of Great Britain, and Mr. Dean, in his Farmer's Dictionary, says its growth on such lands in this country is luxuriant. Perhaps in place of this species of the bean, another, which is cultivated in the southern states, and is there called the cowpea, should be preferred. It should be further observed that gypsum, when applied as a top dressing to clay lands particularly those which are too wet has but very little effect but when they are laid dry by hollow drains and thrown into ridges as before mentioned the effect of this manure upon them is nearly the same as in other dry arable lands as we conceive it essentially necessary that all clay lands which are to be cultivated for spring crops as well as all other soils which are naturally too wet, should lie in ridges during the winter. We advise that, at the beginning of the rotation we have mentioned, such lands have a second plowing in the fall, for the purpose of being laid in such ridges. When thus laid, they are easily reduced to a mellow state in the spring. But if this be neglected, they will usually be found, more or less, in hard-baked clods a state very unfit for good cultivation in great britain it is found essentially requisite that clay lands should be effectively summer fallowed as often as every sixth year as well as for the purpose of extirpating the growth of weeds as for mellowing the soil and rendering it more lively a fowling there is performed by many repeated plowings and harrowings during the summer. But it should be remembered that the climate of that country is very different from this. Their wheat harvest is in autumn, their summers being wet and cool. Here we have time after the harvest is over to cleanse and in the soil by repeated plowings and harrowings. End of section 11.